this is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Today's episode, we are going to talk about goal setting for your business for the year 2023, which is coming up extremely fast. It is almost December. And probably by the time this episode goes up, it will be December. So one of the things when you're reselling, it starts as a hobby so quickly and then can grow into a business to where if you are just starting out, really think about 2023 as a fresh start and an opportunity to set goals for your reselling business. Because in the end, maybe you only want to do it a little bit on the side. Maybe you just want to make a couple hundred dollars. But still, even if you're at that point and a beginner, you still want to be able to put business goals in place and systems as well. Yeah, I think the goals keep you on track. And even if, like you said, even if it's a hobby right now, it's still important to have goals. So you're finding, you know, joy in your hobby. You're creating success for yourself. Even if it's like in little, you know, bits and pieces here and there, like that's cool. Like that's rewarding and it's going to be fun and just like a positive thing in your life. So goal setting and like, I feel like it's important in all areas, but um, I think it's, hugely important, especially if you're, you know, running this as a business. Um, yeah. So there's a couple different things that we wanted to talk about. We'll give you some ideas and how to, um, ensure that you reach your goals and how to break down your goals and all that good stuff. So here we go. All right. So one of the things that you can do is take a step back and think about what are the things that you really are good at? What do you excel at? It's something Casey and I have tended to do. We have strengths and we have weaknesses. So because we are a reselling couple, we're a team, it's important to identify what are we good at and then be able to tackle those tasks. Yeah, I agree. Like like you said, everyone has strengths, everyone has weaknesses and being really honest with yourself and identifying those is important because eventually maybe you'll be able to grow your business to a point where you don't have to do those things that are your weaknesses. You can hire those out. I think it's important to identify what you did well in, in the last year in 2022. So that way, you know, what is coming more easy for you. So then some of those things maybe can be automated. You can focus on what you want to do better in, or maybe vice versa. You can hone in on the things that you're good at and you can hire out your weaknesses. Like I said before. So the next thing that you want to do is to identify the areas that you want to do better in for next year. So what areas did you not hit your goals in this year and what will help you to grow more in the next year? So again, this kind of goes in with the first point, identifying what you did well in. You also want to identify the areas that you kind of didn't do as well in as you wanted to. And when you identify what you're good at, what you can do better at, then it's time to start writing down your goals, identifying how much time you have to devote to those certain goals. That's really important. If you have a full-time job and you only have a few hours a week to devote to sourcing, then your goal should be to hit two hours a week sourcing for product. Yeah. So I think 
you know, kind of along what you were saying, having realistic goals, like if you're anything like me, maybe you have more creative ideas than time to execute those ideas. So organizing those ideas and goals in order of importance will help you get really clear on what you want to achieve for the next year. So what I like to do is kind of do like a brain dump of everything that I want to achieve, goals that I want to, you know, hit, et cetera. And then I kind of just, I'll make a list of them. And then I kind of write down like a number one next to it, a number two or a number three. And that is sort of like my cheat code to know how important that goal actually is. So maybe if I'm like really going after it for like next year as an example, and I have an entire, you know, notebook page filled with goals and things that I want to achieve, that might be a little bit overwhelming. So if I, you know, kind of organize them in order of importance, and I realize that I have a lot of things with the number three next to it. Well, maybe I can, you know, focus really hard on like the ones and the twos and some of the threes and maybe some of those I'll, uh, I'll see for next year. Which we are kind of the total opposite. I don't think we use a number system, but we have a giant eight foot by four foot whiteboard that I know I've mentioned before on the podcast. And we have it sectioned up because we have so much going on. We have multiple businesses and we have to try to stay organized, but also we're big on, we need to see what we need to do. Mm -hmm. So we might have one of the boxes on the whiteboard would be like our YouTube channel for freeway flippers. One that I have on my side would be for the podcast. We're more of weekly goal people. So we'll write down, you know, this is what we need to accomplish this week. And then just kind of figure out which ones are the more important ones and try to execute those goals for the week. I like that idea too. That kind of goes into the next point is to make an action plan. So once you have your goals, once you know you did what you did well last year, once you know what you kind of didn't do as well in last year, you can make an action plan. And those are what steps you need to take every day, every week, every month to get to your yearly goals. So you can kind of break them down. Like Liz was saying, they like to focus more on like week to week goals and break them down that way. And that, you know, obviously works really well for you guys. I tend to get a little overwhelmed with like day-to-day things. So having like a bigger weekly goal is helpful for me. I also have different goals for the month, which when you break those down, they sort of add up to my yearly goals, if that makes sense. So the things I do day to day create like the total sum of the weekly goal, the weekly goals make the monthly goals and so on. You can just sort of reverse engineer your goals that way also. So let's say you have a specific monetary amount that you want to make next year and you know how many listings you had up on average in this last year, how many you sold week to week, and you know how much you made, you know, like, let's say you're pretty close to hitting your monetary goal for next year. You just need to bump up your listings. You need to list another three items a day because you know, on average, how much you sell every week. And there's so many ways to set goals, but an action plan, definitely sitting down. Like I said, it's going to be a new year, fresh start. Now is the perfect time to do it. I have my handy notebook next to me. So not only do I use the whiteboard, I write down things in my notebook and that just really keeps me on track. I think you just have to find what works for you. We had Melissa on the podcast a couple episodes ago talking about balancing home life, being a mom, full-time reseller, and she does daily goals and she sticks to it. There's no one recipe for it. Just make sure that you are doing something because goals are so important for reselling. 
Now, here's something I completely struggle with is setting a time limit. So these goals that you have, maybe you have a goal of listing 50 items for the week. Maybe you have a goal of going out and sourcing for the two hours. Try to definitely stay within those time limits. I find myself, I'm getting better at it, but I have to turn off distractions. And I have to try to use my time wisely. Like, do I really want to be spending a bunch of time listing my items online? No, I don't want to do that. I'd rather spend my time somewhere else or just be done with the day at a certain time. So really having the discipline to follow those time limits that you set for the different tasks, those are really going to help. Yeah. And I think when you set a goal for something specific, you also need to set a time limit for that goal too. So I'm going to list X amount of items by this day. I'm going to hit this amount in sales by this date and setting time limits to reach those goals, not just like I want to, you know, gross $200,000 by the end of next year. Like that, that's fine. But you also need like step-by-step like mini goals to get you there as well, you know? So you can't end up, you know, in August and be like, oh shoot, I really wanted to hit $200,000 this year. You know, like, well, you didn't work up until August to get to that point. So having those set time limits to reach the certain goals, whether that's daily, monthly, weekly, et cetera, is really going to help too. So the next thing that we have is that you want to make sure that you have accountability for your goals. So someone that you are accountable to other than yourself to keep you on track all year long. Uh, Liz, that's how I met Liz. She was my accountability buddy in this uh, group that we were in, a reselling group that we were in. Now here we are. So you just, you never know like what these relationships are going to turn into. Find someone that maybe has strengths that are your weaknesses and that can help you with them a little bit and keep you on task. And that isn't afraid to tell you like, Hey, you're slacking off. Maybe you had a hard week, but like you really need to get your crap together for next week so you can stay on track. Someone that's not afraid to do that is I think key. One of the questions that I get people wanting to know, how do you find an accountability partner? And I think social media is a great place. Follow some resellers in your area on Instagram. Maybe they have Facebook pages. Maybe they have Facebook groups. We actually have a day checker Facebook group, but we want to grow it to the point where people can start connecting with each other. And we definitely want to hold ourselves accountable, but we want to have a safe place for people to also post what they're struggling with and how we can help you out there reach your goals, especially for this upcoming year. So that's the best thing you can do is just go on social media, try to connect with other resellers. Melissa, who has been on the podcast, we do coffee dates. We try to do it once a month, catch up, see what we're struggling with, see what's been working for us. It's just so nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of because reselling can sometimes be pretty lonely and not everybody understands it. My parents finally understand what we do. And it took them a while to figure out that, oh, well, all they're pretty much doing is taking items, buying them, and then reselling them. Like to them, it was just a foreign concept. So now that they get it, they understand. And we can sometimes talk about what we do, but really a reseller truly understands a reseller. 
Okay. So how can you ensure that you reach these goals that you've set? You've identified your strengths, you've identified your weaknesses, what you did well in, what you didn't do so well in. You've made time limits for these goals. So now you need a plan on how to make sure that you reach these goals. So we have a couple tips and a couple pointers for that too. So I think having unrealistic expectations is one of the main reasons why we feel disappointed in ourselves for not achieving all of our goals that we set forth for ourselves. Most of us, if you are a business owner or a creative or someone like us, you're most likely a high achiever, but you also most likely set unrealistic expectations for yourselves instead of looking at past data and how much you can actually achieve in a day, a week, a month, and a year. So we want the world, right? We want all of the good things. We want all of the amazing sales and to source a ton of inventory. But the reality is, is that there is only so much time in the day. We have other things going on outside of reselling. We have you know, significant others and kids and pets and vacations and families and all kinds of stuff. So we can't devote 24 hours a day to reselling, although some of us would love to have more time to be able to do that. Um, so you just need to be really realistic about what you've been able to accomplish in the past and then set your goals based on those data points. And that goes with when you're setting your goals, revisiting them, Maybe you had that unrealistic expectation that you were going to be able to get a hundred listings done a week and you're looking back and you're only listing two to three. So maybe bringing down that goal. So that way it's more attainable because when we meet our goals and reach them, that's when you get like that excitement and you want to do better and you want to excel more setting very reachable goals is important. There's this author, her name is Heidi Grant, and she's the author of the book called No One Understands You and What You Can Do About It. And she has this quote, and it kind of goes along with this last point that we had, that humans are overly optimistic. We enter the day with expectation and a plan of getting all sorts of things done. The trouble is, though, that we're not grounding our expectations in the reality of the work that we do. So that's why it's so important to take a look at your past and congratulate yourself on your successes and what you've done and accomplished. But then you also need to take a look at that and set goals based on that information, like we said before. So being really realistic about the amount of time that you have to dedicate to it. Where can you free up some time if you need more time to dedicate to reselling? Um, But really taking a honest and hard look at the time that you have available and the things that you've been able to do before and setting your goals based on that information. That's a really good quote, which also goes into making sure that your, your time is valuable and that it's not going into your family or personal time. Reselling takes a lot of time and there's so many different factors in it. There's so many tasks that you have to do and really making sure that you have that balance for work and personal life, whether you're doing it as a hobby, whether you're doing it full time. And that's why setting the goals, writing down the tasks, making them attainable is really important because then you're not wasting your time on things that you could be doing other things instead. Yeah. I think having a distinct separation of time for work and time for family or personal time is really important. And Some of us forget that we need time away from reselling. Um, It's going to reinvigorate you. It will recharge you. And you just, you need to do stuff outside of reselling too. Go for a walk, go walk your dog, you know, volunteer somewhere, go spend time with your family, your significant other. That's important because it's going to 
help you to avoid burnout. And I know that this time of year is really hard to do that. This is like crunch time for us. But if you can sneak away for those little breaths of fresh air and those little moments with family, I promise you, you're not going to regret it. So the next point that we have a tip really is that your phone can be your biggest resource or your biggest waste of time. It's designed specifically by people that are much smarter than I am to hold your attention for an indefinite amount of time. That is their goal. They want you with that device in your hand for as much time as possible throughout the day. It's nearly impossible to ignore notifications. My phone is sitting like right here on the table in front of me. And I guarantee you, if it lights up, it actually did light up. It started ringing and I had to, we had to pause the recording for a second. It's just, it's so distracting. Your brain, like the way they design it, your brain can't ignore it. You can't ignore it. So when you're working, when you're setting this time aside to work or time for family or whatever it is, set timers for your fun apps. I think Melissa actually mentioned this in her episode that she did. She sets a time limit on the apps that she finds distracting acting or or that she uses for fun. Um, And you can also mute notifications from them as well. So I don't know about you guys, but my phone is blowing up constantly with notifications from eBay, Poshmark, text messages. I posted a story the other day on Instagram that I had like almost 400 text messages that had come through over the last like two days for Black Friday deals. That's insane. My phone is going off constantly. You know, people calling, texting, like um, all kinds of things going on. All these notifications now from different apps that never sent you notifications before. It's insane. So mute all of the notifications from everything except for the really important things. So if your family, significant others, if they communicate you with you mostly through text, keep those on. Um, if you check your Poshmark sales, you know, a couple times a day, check for offers, you can mute those too. And then just make sure you're diligently checking to see, you know, updates, text messages. I don't know if you can mute those or not, but I'd like to find a way to. One thing you can do is if you, when you're listing or photographing, or if you just photograph your items at the same time, and then later you'd list them on the computer or whatnot, you can always put your phone on airplane mode. Yes. That's always a good tip because then it's completely off and you can just focus on photographing. You don't have those dings because that is so true. I'll be in there. I'll go to list an item on eBay. And then all of a sudden I see something on social media questions. So then I sit down and I start answering that question before you know it, 20 minutes has gone by and I'm like, I didn't even list that item. So it is such a distraction and use your phone to your advantage, which is to make you money in the reselling business. And know your limits and know that you can't let your phone distract you because like you said, they want you to be on your phone 24-7. So another tip, which is always a challenge for us, is organizing your workspace and your personal space because your surroundings definitely will impact how successful you are. Having an area where you photograph, we talked about this before on the podcast, a place that is away from you. And even where you keep your inventory, try to keep it away from where your home is. Because unfortunately, reselling inventory does take up a lot of room where you're storing it, where you're keeping the items that you just found that need to be photographed, a photograph area, a shipping area. And those can sometimes bleed into where your regular home is. I know our dining room table now is covered once again. And that's such a battle with us. It's been clear 
two or three times in the last couple months, it happens. And it happens quick because we're ones where we can find inventory. We're going to buy the inventory because we do have extra space. But definitely try to set those limits and, and be organized with where you keep things. And then you'll be able to find things. You'll be able to work faster instead of having to hunt for items, have an inventory system, things like that. Yeah. I think having a separate space, like you said, for work, but we also need a separate space for relaxing and living and stuff like that. And I know that that's not a hundred percent possible in all situations. The apartment that I lived in a few years ago, I've talked about that before. It was tiny and everything kind of bled into everything. Like I could never get away from reselling entirely because I had bins stacked up to the ceiling, like in my bedroom area, you know, like it, it was everywhere. Living was everywhere. Reselling was everywhere. It just, I could not physically separate it. There just wasn't the room to do so. What would have helped is if I had designated a specific spot, I would watch YouTube videos and do listings sometimes from like my bed first thing in the morning. If I had, and like that should not have happened because that's like a relaxation, restful, peaceful place. You know, if I had one designated little corner where I had a desk set up or something and I have my desk, lamp, my laptop, a chair, whatever, you know, some files and stuff. And then when I'm done working for the day, you can kind of close your laptop, shut your lamp off, you know, it sort of signifies that you're done for the day and you can kind of close that chapter for the day and walk away from it. Being able to have a little habit maybe that will signal the end of your work day and then you can go on into relaxing and spending time with family or, you know, doing whatever you're going to do away from reselling is, I think, really important for us too. I feel this was a really good episode for anyone who is going to be starting a reselling business, starting fresh in 2023, make sure that you are being real with yourself, that you're taking the time to reflect on how you did last year, what goals you want for this coming year, make an action plan, find an accountability partner, join our private Facebook group because we definitely want to help everyone reach their goals in 2023. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this is good for anyone to listen to, no matter where you are in your reselling business. It's important to have goals. And I think that we're so passionate about reselling because of the things that it has done for us in our lives, like financially, personally, it's gotten us out of, well, like it's gotten me out of a a career that I did not want to continue in. So we want to help other people achieve those same things. So if we can in any way help you guys set your goals, become more organized, hit your goals, whatever it is, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. We are more than happy to help. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that daycheck.